Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today for one more study in Matthew chapter 13, moving on to verses 53 through 58. After Jesus had finished the teaching of these parables, he returned to Nazareth, his hometown. Matthew tells us that he went into their synagogue and taught them. But his own people, including his family, did not recognize who he really was. To them, he was just a carpenter's son, and they were offended by his teachings. So he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. So we have a tremendous lesson here. Note what it was that limited the power of God when he was here. It was unbelief. It was not that he was unable to do them. But because of their unbelief, he did very few miracles there. One of the problems in our world today is our lack of faith to believe. We need the kind of faith that believes that Christ can save. The power of Christ is limited today in our community, church, family, and in our own lives by unbelief. Jesus states a great truth here in these verses. Let's not overlook it. Now, here are verses 53 through 58, and Matthew writes, When Jesus had finished giving these illustrations, he returned to his hometown, Nazareth in Galilee, and taught there in their synagogue, and astounded everyone with his wisdom and his miracles. How is it possible? The people exclaimed. He's just a carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and all his sisters. They all live here. How can he be so great? And they became angry with him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own country and among his own people. And so he did only a few great miracles there because of their unbelief. Yeah. 
Here with our study is Pastor Henry Horder. Someone has said that familiarity breeds contempt. Of course, while it often does, it doesn't always. The more one is familiar with Jesus the Christ, the more one appreciates and loves him. But even Jesus, while he lived on our planet in the Holy Land, was not appreciated in his hometown of Nazareth. Let's pursue that for a moment. I come today to the words of Matthew recorded in chapter 13, verses 54 to 58. Matthew writes, Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get his wisdom and his miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary, and aren't his brothers James? Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. The hometown Jesus is speaking about is the village of Nazareth. That is where he grew up and where he worked as a builder or a carpenter. He had made his home in Capernaum, but now had returned for a time to Nazareth where he taught and performed miracles to authenticate his teaching. The people of Nazareth took offense. Here was just an apparently ordinary hometown boy who had made good. They couldn't understand why. Perhaps many were jealous of his success. The fact that he is presented by the people of Nazareth as an ordinary resident of their village should lay to rest the mistaken notion that Jesus performed spectacular miracles in his childhood. He did not. Evidently, the people did not consider Jesus in any different way. When they asked where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers, they were really questioning not the place but the source of his power. Actually, that might have been a legitimate question. Jesus had no special training or education. He came from a humble home. Let me focus on a number of points briefly. First, a person is often better perceived elsewhere than at home. Often the person is best known in his community and all his shortcomings are evident there. But in Jesus' case, that can't have been true. Second, the people of Nazareth took offense at him. This is difficult to understand about us humans. Here was a man who was doing great things, and all of them for the good of the people, and yet they took offense at him. Jesus' teaching evidenced great wisdom, and his deeds evidenced great power, 
the people might at least have entertained the possibility that here was a godly man, to say the least. Instead, they despised him. Evidently, there was progressive polarization regarding Jesus. People were lining up mostly against him. And as Jesus continued his ministry, the opposition to him sharpened. Always before Jesus loomed the shadow of the cross, the hostility became greater and greater until they killed him. Third, the people of Nazareth missed the divine in the ordinary. Nazareth didn't see Jesus as the Son of God and Messiah. No one that ordinary could be the promised one. They did not recognize God. The ordinary and the routine clouded their judgment. That's the way it is with humans under sin. Sin clouds man's discernment abilities. And fourth, Matthew concluded this incident with the words, He did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. In the Gospel of Mark, it is written that he could not do many miracles there except healing a few. Wouldn't he or couldn't he perform any more significant numbers of miracles in Nazareth? A superficial reading leads one to believe that Jesus couldn't perform any more miracles there because of their lack of faith. Is God limited to man's faith? Then God can't really do very much since man's faith is seldom more than the size of a mustard seed. Furthermore, the Lord often performed miracles where no faith was involved, such as the feeding of the 5,000 or the stilling of the storm on the Galilee. Faith was not a criterion for miracles. Perhaps there's another reason why Luke says he couldn't. Actually, he couldn't and he wouldn't both. He couldn't because Jesus, like God, was always self-consistent. It was fundamentally against his nature to perform miracles as a sideshow, as a circus. For this reason, he couldn't turn stones to bread when Satan suggested it. That wasn't God's will. Being God, Jesus couldn't go against the will of God. Jesus would have been inconsistent with himself. God cannot be inconsistent with himself. That's the answer, too, to the question, can God make a rock which he can't move? That seems such a clever trick question, but it really isn't. God is always consistent with himself. But Jesus also wouldn't perform many more miracles in Nazareth because the people had rejected him. Evidently, they had made up their minds to turn him down. They chose not to believe in him. Then, why perform miracles? It was casting pearls before swine. Jesus refused to do that. So the answer to couldn't or wouldn't he perform miracles is yes to both. I close with one further reference to the tragic words of Matthew in verse 57. He wrote, and they took offense at him. That blows my mind. In place after place, Jesus did absolutely nothing but good. His deeds and words were always helpful to people. 
Yet they took offense at him and planned to kill him. It makes no sense at all. It's totally irrational. But that's what sin has done to human minds. It has robbed us of rational thought when it comes to Jesus. And it is only by God's Spirit that spiritual truth can reach us. And it is only His Holy Spirit who can give us the ability to act upon it. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain, free to all a healing stream, flows from Calvary's mountain, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory Some soul shall find rest beyond the river. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Bring it seems new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.